Welcome to Ham and Eggs. I'm Marcus Anthony. Uh, Derek Black. Jimbo Kramer. So, boys, last week did not go that well. Derek, I think you finished, what, one and five? Yeah, um, did. How are you feeling about that? What, what are you feeling on the inside? Some tough games. I think it's a lot of what we talked about. Um, just not knowing what team's going to show up. I think there's a lot of parity in the league right now. Um, and some some bad matchups that didn't necessarily, you know, a game starts in a certain way, and, and teams don't necessarily have the, the personnel to, to come back. And Jimbo, you were a delightful 2-4. and four. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to blame that on uh, Jacoby Brissett getting injured and Brian Horry throwing a pick six in the, inside the red zone. That game goes the other way, and I'm 3-3 three and three and you're 2-4, and four, so... Hey. Fair enough. So you yeah. got so and I, field goal too. I, I know me personally, I'm very excited about the not only the lines of the games that we're picking for, for today, yeah, but all the games this week and it's a much better slate. Last week was just terrible all around, but yeah. there's there's gonna be a lot of fun games. Um so one game we I definitely wanna touch on first is what the hell happened in Green Bay uh, Chargers game. Um it was Green Bay had no answers for the Chargers. Um my, is this going to be what Green Bay is going to have going forward? Is it a fluke game? Uh, do you guys think that the Chargers might be getting ready to turn things around? Ken Wisenhunt, locker room cancer. Get that guy the hell out. All of a sudden, they're, like, effective. They're getting the ball. I mean, it was much better in terms of passing the ball, like, spreading it around to the guys. And then um, their defense just came to play. Get, I think Melvin Ingram came back, finally healthy. Gets back on the field with him and Joey Bosa. They were just monsters that entire game. And, I mean, Green Bay has a bad offensive line. It doesn't really get talked about much because Aaron Rodgers covers their asses. But they're just bad, and they they just got worked in that game. Uh, When Derwin James, he's coming back soon. I think it's week 11. Yeah. So do you you guys think there's a chance that San Diego might make a late push going here? Do they do what they do every single year? Pretty much. Put themselves in a hole and find a way out? Uh, I do. I I think most of their issues were one play calling and two injuries. Um, they got rid of the play calling, so maybe we see some improvements there. Get, you know, a little bit more simple offense, um, but they're going to get healthier as they go through the stretch. And I definitely could see them sneaking their way into a wild card. That'd be that'd be a good story again. Yeah, Philip Rivers. Yeah, and the, all, and the, the, the door is open for sure. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Green Bay a little bit more later on when we make a pick with them. Sure. Um, let's talk about the game of the week last week. Wow, New England, Baltimore. Um, Baltimore came out hungry. They came out hard, man, and they. Lamar Jackson was by far the best player on the field on Sunday night. He absolutely took over that game. His ability to run, like we we've talked about, how running quarterbacks sometimes give Belichick issues. But I figured they're just being like, "Hey, we're gonna put a couple spies on you. Make sure you contain within the pocket. Not let you run, do all the running around stuff." make you beat us with your arm, which didn't do. Which tells me they're maybe saving it for the playoffs. They're like, we're probably going to see him in the playoffs. We'll just let him have this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think there's a degree of that. Um, Josh McDaniels especially tries to win games with showing as little as he can. Uh, sometimes it backfires. The play calling was really interesting at times. There's there a couple series where there was just street, three straight run plays when they hadn't run the ball effectively all year, uh, which I thought was a little bit odd. From a personnel standpoint, I thought uh, Baltimore did really well. They showed a lot of it was a lot of thirteen, a lot of twenty-two, twenty-three personnel. Um, so that kind of took the New England's ability to spy away, unless they wanted to do it with a safety, because there just weren't enough DBs on the field. Yeah, um, and there's not too many linebackers in the NFL that can run with Lamar. So just from well, that, that's where you need Derwin James, right? Right. But from a personnel standpoint, they just didn't have the ability to to really match up there. But if you know, sitting in as New England, like you have to be happy they showed that early. 
they'll, they'll, they're going to have a plan for that next time around. Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, obviously, people might look at it as a formula to beat New England, um, but the formula's really never changed. You have Not to a lot get, of teams you, have three tight ends on a fullback. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you have to get pressure on Brady early. Or a quarterback early. that's Right, that, that, could, that is also a running back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not a lot of teams yeah. can put three not, running backs on three Or a quarterback that ends. is leading the NFL in rushing or yeah. something like that. There's, there's no way to prepare for that. Yeah. Um, final record for New England this year. What do you guys think it'll be? Hmm. Um, so pretty tough stretch here as far as this is the only really tough stretch on their schedule. Um, a couple of away games that aren't favorable, some good teams, playoff teams that they have to, to, to face off with. Um, we'll call, I'll call that KC game. We'll call that half a win. Cause I'm not really sure which way that's going to go. So I could see them either going 13 and three or 12 and four. Yeah. Um, so I think 13 and three is probably the most likely outcome yeah. with opportunity to potentially go one, one game either way. Yeah. 12, yeah. I would say if I had to guess which way of 13 and three they go, I'd say 14 and two. Let's say maybe they, they get hot and, and figure some things out. Offensive line needs to get healthy. Um, wind's going to be back. So that, that'll help. Uh, working Muhammad Sanu into the into the offense looks more. Good. Yeah, he looks Muhammad good. Looked pretty, good which is, good so is, far. is exciting because usually it takes new receivers, yeah. you know, a month, maybe six weeks to really earn Brady's trust, learn the offense. Some guys never do. Chad Johnson never got yeah. involved. Some guys never get involved at all. Uh, draft picks included. He's always been a team player kind of guy, so I, I think he'll, he'll adapt his he, skills. And he definitely season. has a different skill set than like a Chad Johnson does sure. too. Like Chad Johnson is. He's mostly going to play outside receiver. He's mostly going to run the same type of routes, whereas Muhammad Sanu, you can move him around, do lots of different creative things with him, get the ball in his hands in lots of different ways. So I think that plays to his advantage, the versatility, which going to New England and having versatility, that kind of works out. Yeah, for sure. So um, speaking of New England, for those of you that like to bet sports, they are going into a bye week. In week 11, they are going to play the Eagles. Patriots by million. Uh, rest in peace, Eagles. Your season is literally going to end Right there, um, I'm, I'm, I, I, dude, New England's gonna come out with everything they got. They're gonna, they're gonna play some physical. They're gonna embarrass Philadelphia. I would take any single digit line with a lot of money. Uh, yeah, so I mean, sure, they'll destroy the Eagles and all that stuff, but I wouldn't say that their season's gonna be over because that's essentially a two division race, and Dallas has by no means yeah. looked all that impressive. Every once in a while, you get a game where you just get manhandled and embarrassed <laughs> so bad, you, you lose momentum, confidence going forward, um, and I. No, Especially, just, like, they're going to come out of the bye week or not, they're going to come out real thin at receiver. They had I, some issues. I, I think I've only seen Belichick lose two games back-to-back maybe one time. Yeah. And I don't think he does after bye weeks. Uh, speaking of really prepared teams, let's go the opposite way. How about the terrible Browns? Are you kidding me? They had a gimme, a gift wrapped it to them, and yeah. they choked once again. They lost to Brandon Allen. He actually looked a lot. I didn't, he, I didn't he looked, know he could he, run He like looked that. pretty good. He looked quick. Yeah, uh, I don't remember him running quite like that in college. He had some moments in college where he had, where he showed some flashes of being, you know, a competent quarterback. But also, he's, usually he's playing behind a pretty good offensive line. I wouldn't call the Denver offensive line that good. So where's Miles Garrett? Like, where's the rest of that defense? He, he, he was a defensive MVP candidate preseason. Right, and I mean, not looking like it right now. You can't give a guy defensive MVP when you only have two wins. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, Denver. I mean, they, they've hung with people. They've been close. Uh, they're a team that's definitely, I think, one of the teams that's that's the most. Um, their record isn't very telling as far as what what they are and, and the quality of team. I think they're a lot better than the record would indicate. But Cleveland is just they can't get out of their own way. Freddie Kitchens has to go. 
Soon, do you, do you think the team's given up on them? Like they they look just hopeless out yeah. there from like every part of the ball. And what's what's actually mind blowing to me is their favorites against the Bills next week. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah the but, six and two Bills that play yeah, stout I mean, defense. So Buffalo and Cleveland are like a stone's throw away from each other. They're really close. So this mm-hmm. is not even really an away game for Buffalo all that yeah. much. I would not be surprised. Buffalo fans, you know how they are. They're probably going to travel. Bills Mafia. It's, it, it's going to be Bill, Bills Mafia is going to be in full effect there at Brown Stadium, which is actually. Probably two of the better tailgating teams and fan bases and stuff. So oh, they, that, they that, drink their that, pain away. That's probably a fun game to go to if anyone uh, yeah. has some free time this weekend. There's no way but, the Bills lose that game, right? Yeah, I'm not seeing the Bills losing that game. Um, well, bad teams can actually play well, and one team that's been doing it for about a month, the Miami Dolphins. Good for you guys. You, you, you beat up on the Jets, and the Jets looked really sad. Uh, they, I think they drove right down the field in their first possession, scored a touchdown, and were absent for the rest of the game. Yeah, so um, I I mentioned last week that this is potentially one of my upset considerations special. for the upset special, uh, just because you know going on the road for the Jets, like they've not necessarily put anything really together. They've had some moments, some flashes of brilliance. They beat the Cowboys, uh, and That's then and then they look really bad against a team like the Miami Dolphins. So. Uh, they're not sure what they're doing. You know, th- this is a team that's not playing playing for the future. They're not really playing for this year. Um, so we I, thought Miami was going to do, but they're playing. They're playing their tails off. Well, yeah. So winning a game is actually probably a bad thing for Miami, to be <laughs> honest, for their draft stock. But I guess when you have what probably three picks in the top ten, maybe this year, well, it's not going to matter all that much. That remember, December twenty second, they play Cincinnati. So even that one game won't make a difference if they uh, come out and lose to the Bengals. Right, and conveniently. Uh, not necessarily on an intentional standpoint, but one of your better young receivers, Preston Williams, gets hurt. He's done for the year. Yeah. So that obviously they're going to be worse already because he had a big impact in that game against the Jets. And then Mark Walton, four-game suspension for uh, substance abuse, or was it? Or, was yeah, it, yeah. I think was it, was it abuse? Okay. Um, so, yeah. So you, you take him out of the, the impact. Now they're, they got Kalen uh, Balaj as their number one running back and basically two guys from the practice squad. So... You know, this is not exactly a team that's going to continue to make to play better. I would expect this to be like their high point of the season. But hey, if you're if you're a Dolphins fan, you hate the Jets, so <laughs> it, a good place for it to come. Oh, this pride. Do you, do you think Fitzpatrick's got enough left in the tank to beat the Colts next week? Um, I don't. Even if it's Hoyer, I mean, still he's a, a game he look, manager. He good. He's he a professional good. quarterback. I, I I think I think Hoyer on a full week to repair is going to be a much different story than yeah. him going in there in a situation like, like he did last week against the Steelers. But it's good for the Dolphins, uh, absolutely. I mean, these are still professional athletes, still pride. They're still going to be there next year. Uh, so it's good to get a win under your belt. You know, try to rally and not have this be a completely just miserable season. So. Um, Let's go over to one of my favorite teams uh, this year, the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton's officially on the IR. Um, He does have the possibility to return in the playoffs potentially, but A, would you even bring him back in the playoffs? And B, predictions on where you think Cam Newton ends up next year. Carolina or elsewhere? So I don't think Carolina's actually going to the playoffs for one, so I don't think they're going to have to make that call. But um, where is Cam Newton going to go? This is a really interesting question. Um, you could see a team like, hypothetically, let's say Miami, whatever, d- d- evaluates quarterbacks, doesn't like any of them, right? They're like, maybe we'll just wait it out for next year's class, maybe take Trevor Lawrence if that's where you want to go. But, um, you know, if they pill- bring in Cam on an incentive-laden deal, would, would he sign something of that nature to be the starting quarterback? 
Okay. You know, I, I couldn't imagine. Truthfully, um, yeah, he's made so much money, such a big figure. Like, could you imagine him just like plummeting to like a backup or like playing on a one-year deal? There's no way with that injury and then his his injury history that he's coming in anywhere on a one-year deal. Yeah. Um, I, I got a, I got a suggestion for you, the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Right. I mean that that that's a good spot. Their team that's obviously lacking quarterback. You know, Brand Allen looked okay, but another year of development behind a real quarterback would probably benefit him. And then, would you rather have Joe Flacco or Cam Newton? To me, if I'm trying to win games, I'm, I want Cam Newton. Yeah. So. If I'm trying to lose, I want Flacco. Denver, <laughs> Denver, I learned that one pretty good. I, I definitely, I think, it's still hard to imagine he, he's not in in Carolina. Granted, they have two quarterbacks, two young quarterbacks with, with some upside. I still love Will Greer. I, I like Greer a lot. And the one place I, I think would be kind of interesting from a fit standpoint is, and a lot of it depends on what their their injured starting quarterback does, but I think he would be a really good fit in Pittsburgh. I think it's a similar style of play of Ben Roethlisberger. They're, they're used to kind of that, you know, the bigger, um, difficult to tackle quarterback. I think he'll run a little bit less, obviously, coming out of this injury, especially being foot-related. But from a fit standpoint, I think that that could be an interesting place. Yeah, I think I think that just I mean I wouldn't hate it. It just depends on what um, a we have cap issues. What the deal but, looks like, yeah. But b Ben's supposed to come back, so then you really handcuff that option. He but, says he's but, gonna come back, but, but I, you I never know. Trust me, I love Cam Newton. You could look at Tennessee or the Bucks as potential options too, depending on go. what they do with their their quarterback situation. I mean, if, if Tom Brady hangs it up, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll ta- uh, I'd take him. Uh, I'm, I'm, and I'm sure Belichick would figure out a way to use him effectively yeah. too. So, so uh, with with the Panthers, Christian McCaffrey, unreal this year. He's literally that team. Um, yeah, and. I know that there's not a, there's obviously there's talks about the MVPs, but the, I think they've got him three or four. I think he's making a, like an insanely strong case for uh, you know other than Russ Wilson be he's, the NFL. He's MVP making this year. as good a case as a running back can make. Yeah. But the way that the NFL is the way with, the, with with as far as it being a passing league and the value of the quarterback. Um, I don't think anybody can truly be an MVP outside of the quarterback position. I just think that his ability to catch the ball, so if you look at total yards, that sure. impact that he can have, that gives him a slight edge over previous running backs that have yeah, won yeah. the MVP award. You know, LT was involved in the passing game. But for the most part, most of these guys are built on, you know, a 2,000-yard rushing season or whatever. But if you take total yards and you're like, well, the guy puts up – 1,500, 1,600-plus yards rushing, and then he goes on and throws in another 1,600 yards receiving, that's something that you got to start talking about. Yeah. Now, just an interesting statistic. I'm looking at the MVP candidates right now, or the MVP, the history of the MVPs. So the last time a white running back <laughs> won, won, won no, nope, neither one of them actually ever won an MVP award. The last time a white running back won the MVP was 1962, Jim Taylor Fullback Green Bay Packers. That's, That's pre the Super Bowl era. Yeah. Uh, and then previously to him, the only other is Paul Horning, who is also a Green Bay Packers fullback sl- slash running back slash split end slash quarterback. Right. Uh, it'd be it'd be magical to just watch yeah. him get MVP. I mean, he, he's he's incredible. He's that whole team. Bob. Oh, for for sure. And and he's definitely their most valuable player. There's no, there's not a doubt. Yeah. But with what. what Wilson's doing this year with what he's, Watson's he's, doing this a, year. It's it's tough. Lamar, sure. I mean, Lamar has a good chunk of rushing yards. Yeah, so I think, like I said, the, the Panthers not making the not making the playoffs. That's probably going to be one of the biggest killing factors for Derry Sanders. Oh yeah, in the, <laughs> yeah, in, the, in the NFL, if you don't make the playoffs, you shouldn't be a, a candidate. Period. Other sports, I'm a little more forgiving, uh, like <laughs> baseball especially. But 
All right, boys, that uh, brings us into our picks for the week. Um, we actually do have some really good games here. Um, a lot of games I'm very excited to watch. Uh, let's start with probably the only one I won't watch, Detroit and Chicago. Uh, Detroit is on the road, and the Bears are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So this one, I just I don't trust Chicago's consistency. They have talented receivers um, who they're not getting the ball to. Trubisky's terrible. Um, I, I think Detroit here, and I actually like Detroit outright, so I'm excited that they're getting some points. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take the home favorite. Um, I expect Chicago to be able to run the ball. Detroit's had a real problem stopping the run, and David Montgomery has started to emerge as a little bit of a factor. If the Nagy's leans heavily on the run game, I expect Chicago to be able to get it done, especially with that defense. Yeah, um, they're, they're definitely due. Um, give Chicago there. Um, this is a game I've been torn on. Uh, originally, like my first thought was take Detroit. Um but they just keep finding ways to lose. Yeah. Um, I think in some of my parlays, I bought them up to three and a half. Soldier Field and oh. the Windy Tundra. It's going to be cold up there it's, this weekend. It's, it's, I mean, Chicago's do right. I have to I have to go with Bears at home. They let me down. I'm really not going to invest much money in this. Yeah. Um, just hopefully trying to get Derek back in this one. So, <laughs> I mean, also Detroit's not, like, they haven't shown the effectiveness, the ability to run the ball since uh, on Johnson has gotten hurt. So if Chicago's just going to be like, all right, we're just going to, you know, play drop eight back into coverage and say well, try to come get us and we'll rush our pass rushers at you like good yeah. luck Matthew Stafford he might die this weekend yeah and I, I know he's still playing through an injury but it has for the last the ball to Hawkinson he knows how to play this in the corner <laughs> yes he does uh, they, they are a good matchup for the tight end so yeah. that, that that would be the guy to attack um, so let's go <clears> to <throat> one of my two favorite three favorite games of the week and actually fortunately th- my three favorite games of the week are on this slate um, the team I've been riding all year the future NFC West champion Arizona Cardinals travel to Tampa Bay. The Bucks are a four and a half point favorite. So future, what year are we, are we saying future? It's open ended. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to take Arizona plus the points. I don't, Tampa is just, is, they're not consistent. Um, I don't trust them. Even if they win, I don't necessarily trust them to close the door on anybody and, and keep uh, Arizona from covering. Could be a field goal game. Um, I, I think, yeah, Arizona with the points. Yeah, I'm going to go the same way. I like Arizona get um, with the points on the road. Uh, it's still a warm weather situation, so despite the fact that they have to travel to the East Coast, not going to be as much of an effect in terms of climate-wise. Um, and then, like you said, the Bucs have been very consistent. They seem to let teams back in the games even when they have big leads. Yep. Uh, so uh, I expect Arizona to at least be able to keep it close enough to cover. And uh, as you told me, the, 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 the over-under for this game is 53. I would hammer the over on that because... If these teams manage to score under that, then something yeah. crazy happened. <laughs> um, clearly, I'm going to Arizona. They've been one of my favorite teams to bet. And um, I liken them to the Steelers. Not obviously different styles and all that. Arizona is progressively getting better. Um, they're playing some really tough games. Uh, they're only games they looked like that didn't play well. Uh, they got blown out by the Saints, but they played them strong for three quarters. Um, the Seahawks rolled them and Carolina rolled them. Uh, but, but they're scoring. Um, I love the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals will probably win this one 77-75, but uh, <laughs> give, give me the Cardinals plus the points. Um, I've got a lot invested in this game. Um, Carolina travels to Lambeau. Packers are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, I'll, I'll slot off with this one. Uh, I think it's a rebound game for, for Green Bay. They got embarrassed last week. They know they got embarrassed. Um, with the Cam Newton news, Like uh, I think – uh, Curtis Samuel's not practicing so far early this week, so uh, Carolina could be down a receiver. 
Um, McCaffrey so, is downgraded to questionable today. <clears throat> yeah, but he's going to play. Yeah, he'll um, play, but it's cold. But <laughs> gr- yeah, Green Bay's Green Bay's defense has has played pr- really well, and so going getting back home, uh, coming off that loss, like they're going to be super motivated, um, and I I just think they're going to be able to, to get it done. So I'm going to take Green Bay, uh, giving up the five and a half. Yeah, I'm on the. I was on the fence here. Uh, I've, I've actually changed my mind a couple times. The five and a half is really is scary. I, I know Aaron Rodgers is going to win this game. He's just going to find a way because that's what he does. Um, but the five and a half is a lot. But I'm I'm going to make the plunge. I'm going to I'm going to take uh, Green Bay at home. Um, we saw how it worked out for you guys last time I went against you. Um, I'm riding Carolina. Um, I really like what they're doing. Um, and I might be spiteful towards Green Bay because that, that game killed me last week. Uh, but, I re- like I said, I really like what Carolina's doing. Get the ball to McCaffrey in space, but they're not forcing it to him. They're just finding ways to get it to him. Um, you know, like you said, Green Bay's offensive line is, you know, a question mark at best. Um, Green Bay, I, I do agree, Aaron Rodgers will probably find a way to win. I hope not. Um, but five and a half is too juicy. Uh, keep it rolling, Panthers. Um, and now the Los Angeles Rams are four-point favorites to the best team in the NFL, Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited for this game. So this is another one where I've been on the fence and kind of changed my mind a few times. Um, Rams coming in off a of bye week, right? Off a of bye week, yes. yeah. Which I, I like. Uh, I think McVay, being McVay, he's probably has some has some good stuff drawn up as far as what they want to do. Um, Cooper Cup is a, is a matchup nightmare, and I don't know that Pittsburgh has any solution for that. Um, if you look back when when New England was more healthy at the beginning of the season, actually using a slot receiver, um, they gave Pittsburgh fits. Thirty three was a thirty three zero. Thirty three three. Thirty three three. Um, so we don't get shut up. I'm I'm gonna take L A here. Uh, I don't really disc. I don't really play a factor with uh, the whole home field advantage because L A plays sixteen away games. Mm-hmm. So I think LA here minus four. I'm going to go the opposite of that way on that one. I'm going to take Pittsburgh getting the points at home. Um, they looked pretty good last week. I think their defense is really playing well. Uh, and so, and then here's my other thing with the Rams. Yes, you have Jalen Ramsey to help with that defense and stuff, but you're still without Clay Matthews. So how are they going to stop Pittsburgh from scoring? This is a game where Aaron Donald's going to break somebody in half. Pick, Pittsburgh's going <laughs> to eat, in my opinion. I, I expect big games out of their receiving game and their run game. Um, because I just don't think that the Rams are going to be able to stop them. Connor is so is, Con- is Connor's they're leaning towards out, right? He's still questionable, but Jalen Samuels has still looked pretty good. He looked and really good. It, he's coming off an injury too, right? Let's be real. The, 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 the Steelers uh, do a pretty good, pretty good job of scouting running backs. I'm sure, sure whoever they have on their scout team is going to be an effective option if they needed to go that route anyway. Yeah. Um, if this was under a field goal, I'd probably lean Rams. Um, yeah, four is too many points. But but I, I, I overtime think, touchdown. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Pittsburgh, they, they keep playing better and better, and that's a very young defense that, man, ever since Mika Fitzpatrick got there, they've, they've really started to figure it out. They're very talented, very fast, um, and it's not that close to the same defense that the Patriots embarrassed open week. Um, yeah, I, Minka Fitzpatrick may be the racer for uh, Cooper Cup there. Well, I mean, between Minka and Devin Bush learning the offense and playing fast and understanding what he's doing, the yeah. defense? Bud, Bud Dupree, yeah. Bud Dupree's playing very well. Um I really like what they're doing. Um, I do still. I like the over in this game, but four points is too much. Give me my boys, and uh, you know, hey, Stiller's gonna win this one too. Um, 
then that's going to take us into <coughs> Sunday night. And this is a big question mark game, I know, for me, and I think for you as well, Derek. Uh, yeah. The uh, Kirk Cousin-led Minnesota Vikings travel to Dallas in primetime. Uh, Dallas is a three-point favorite. Yeah, so this one is is tough, um, just because these are two teams that have been extremely inconsistent as far as what they do week to week. When when Dalvin gets the ball a lot, he's done well. Um, when they try to throw the ball too much, they haven't done well. And Thielen is out. Um, but then again, I mean Dallas, you, just know, you don't know week to week. They they didn't look good last week until the fourth quarter. Um, they've they've had some you know some pretty lopsided losses. I just I have a feeling on this one. I'm I'm gonna go Minnesota and probably regret it. Yeah, so I'm gonna take uh, the home favorite Dallas. Um, this probably obviously Vegas thinks this is pretty pretty even game yeah. uh, on neutral site. There would be no line on it. Be pick them, but uh, to me, I think Minnesota's had a little bit of trouble stopping the run. Uh, Dallas really needs to get the run game going. And then if we look what a, you know heavily featuring a running back kind of team wanted to do last week. Uh, Dallas was pretty effective at shutting down Saquon Barkley. So I, th- I don't think they'll have a problem, especially if they're trying to run the ball. No Thielen. You can kind of double or rotate coverage towards Diggs, take away that. And um, their linebackers are good enough to cover the tight ends, any, any other tight ends out of the backfield and stuff. So uh, I'm going to take Dallas. Uh, I think the defense is going to be enough to get it done. Well, that's a good lo- loss there, Jimbo. <laughs> um, I was actually really torn on this game. Um, who knows which Kirk Cousins is going to play. That's the tough part. Uh, I was actually just on the phone with Coach Zimmer. Um, they're, they're actually entering the stadium this week with a bunch of pit bulls, so Dallas will not be sneaking in any black cats this week. Um, <laughs> talk about a momentum swing. That, that game changed it. You know, obviously, you don't want to say like superstition, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but that game turned all the way around as soon as that cat came, made his presence felt. It was felt. interesting, for sure. It's like there's just, it just changed everything. Um, Dallas is a really good team. Both of these can be a really good team, possible Super Bowl contenders, possible terrible teams that like to lose. Um, <laughs> too, they're too inconsistent. I don't know who's going to show up, um, but hopefully uh, someone misses a field goal late. Uh, give me Minnesota to cover on the road. Yeah. Monday night football, probably the best Monday night game we've had in quite some time. Yeah, it's um, been brutal if, this year. If you're not excited for this game, you're you're not even watching football. Uh, Seattle is traveling to San Francisco. San Francisco's a six-point favorite. Yeah, so this one we're, I'll, I'll be talking about uh, a little bit later. Um, I, like, I like Seattle to cover here. I, I think that San Francisco, uh, although they've looked good, last undefeated team left, they're not accustomed to winning at, at this level. There's not a lot of guys who have won a lot at this level. Um, Seattle divisional game. Seattle is, is a much more experienced team. They know how to, to, to play these games. Prime time, uh, on, you know, under the lights. I, I think this one might be the, the first week we see Seattle get tripped up. Um, for whatever reason, Russell Wilson is impervious to whatever you throw at him. He still finds a way to get out and, and find Tyler Lockett in the middle of the field deep, just like he found Doug Baldwin deep for four or five years. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me how there's always somebody open between the numbers late in the play where you should never throw the ball there. But he does, and it works, and, and they're successful with it. So I, I think Seattle is good enough to stop the run defense. or it's just to, Their run defense is good enough to stop the run for San Francisco. As far as these you know, multi-looks, these creative plays, I think uh, in a divisional game, I like Seattle to at least keep it close enough to cover. Um, might be talking about this one a little bit here. So uh, Manuel Sanders looked really good sure. Thursday night. 
Uh, they have a few extra days to prepare, obviously, going from a Thursday night game to a Monday night game. That's extra rest for San Francisco. Their defense has been excellent. Their run game has been excellent. Um, Jimmy G has still not quite necessarily figured it out, but the schedule, like, Jameis had a field day this week, so... That, that, that's their hope to, to actually get in this game and make sure that they get the W. But six points is just too many points for me. Yeah. So I'm going to take Seattle yep. on the road. Um, Russell Wilson finding a way to get it done in the end of the game. Yeah. Um, this is this is a no-brainer for me. Um, six points is too much. Seattle's actually had a little bit of a tougher schedule than um, the Niners. Um, and I think that uh, 72 Dolphins are going to start working a little magic. Uh, New England goes down. San Francisco could possibly... But um, yeah, give me uh, give me Captain Russ what's, over there. What's interesting about this game for me is is obviously it's in San Francisco. You know, home home field advantage is, is you know allegedly worth three points. If this game was in Seattle, could you see Seattle being a home dog in this game? No, mm, nah. that'd, be, that'd be pretty tough. No. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really tough to see. Now, so now we do know that Seattle's offensive line has kind of has its question marks itself, which and is, San which Francisco is, can absolutely rush the pass. Sure, yeah, without a doubt. But, um, but Russell Wilson's a different animal. Russ, um, Russ got hammered a couple times last week by the Bucks, who don't really necessarily rush the passer. I mean, they, they do a decent job of rushing the passer, but their secondary Swiss cheese. Mm-hmm. So I think I he's, mean, he's the only quarterback in the league where I don't worry about the condition of the offensive line. Yeah. I think he'll figure it out. Yeah. Right. Well, that's because one he's <laughs> He's so effective at scrambling, and also when he scrambles, he doesn't ever take like bad hits. Yeah, and he's he little, always, but he's he solid. always makes sure he gets down or makes sure he gets out of bounds. Like, yep. and when he runs, he does it really calculatingly. Yep. Right? He last week he had a huge run against the Bucks. Uh, he saw that they were in man late in the game, and he's just like, you know what? Oh, all right, I'm gonna drop back. See, it's open. They're in man. I'm gone. And he just takes off, gets a ton of yards, yeah. and then slides. Yeah. I wish he wasn't so boring. <laughs> Uh, pers- if he had sure. if he had a personality, he, he would be one of the most talked about players <laughs> yeah. in the league. But instead, he is Mr. Russell Wilson. <laughs> well, good. I'm either way. I'm very excited for the game. Um, go Hawks! Which brings us to our next topic, uh, which we kind of touched on last week. Upset of the week. Who is your upset of the week? So I'm going to stay uh, nice and close to the last topic. I, I think Seattle wins this game. Um, that, that's how much I like them to, to cover here. I, I really like them to, to hand San Francisco their first loss. Um, you got to remember, too, this is the first week that San Francisco was the only undefeated team. And I think Monday night, I think they get a little too hyped up, a little too full of themselves. And I think Seattle uh, humbles them a little bit. Kind of like what happened in Green Bay. Yeah. Um, that was actually going to be – That's honestly, I, I, I took them. I already fired bets on them at uh, plus 220 juice. Great odds. Yeah. Um, but that's – only one of the few underdogs I like to outright win, so I'll go with my uh, my boys. Arizona goes into Tampa. I can see that. Um, and I, you know, I th- think Fitzgerald's going to score first touchdown for me, and um, Cardinals win seventy seven seventy five. Some more Jameis Winston magic tricks. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the game that we talked about earlier. Uh, the Cleveland Browns home favorites to the Buffalo Bills. I don't know how the hell that happens. I'm going to take the Bills on the road as your upset of the week. It's got to be. It's got to be a, a no-brainer. Uh, I told you this week. I love. I love a lot of dogs to yeah. outright win. Um, so it's been a awesome, exciting year. Um, a lot of teams we really don't know their identity, but just for fun. Um, I want each of you to give me your AFC and NFC winners, as well as who wins in the Super Bowl. Oh boy, um, AFC winners. I just I mean, so there's gonna be some uh, assumptions here. I assume New England finishes with the tops with home field advantage throughout, 
And once it gets to the playoffs and we're talking the full bag of Josh McDaniels trick plays, um, especially in this situation where everyone's very aware that this, the, the Belichick-Brady story is coming to an end. If it's not this year, it's going to be soon. Mm-hmm. I, I think they'd love to get a seventh and, and be standalone. Uh, a seventh. You're going to see every... Every crazy play that Josh McDaniels has woken up in the middle of the night in a sweat and jotted down in a notebook. Um, I, I just don't see them losing at home. I'm glad that, that Baltimore showed everything they had. And as far as other teams, the AFC, Kansas City, healthy Kansas City, obviously is, is a factor. Um, but they did beat them in the playoffs in Arrowhead. And I, I think just that, that Foxborough home field advantage is, is a big one. So I'll take them in the AFC. Uh, and the NFC, to me, it, it's really wide open. I like the 49ers a lot. Um, I like Minnesota. I think Green Bay is good. But I think I'm going to take New Orleans. Um, and, and I'm not super confident in it. I can see San Francisco, New Orleans being the, that, the championship game. But I'm going to take New Orleans. I think they're really well-rounded. Drew Brees is back. Um, it's a really deep team. Defense is good. And that's one of those, you know, we talked about Seattle just knowing how to win. That's a team that just typically knows how to win, and, and especially that home field advantage there to get them through is, is really strong. Uh, and I will take, as much as I, I don't like doing this, I'm going to take New England to win their seventh. So, yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. I think that New England with home field advantage is super hard to breed. Um, and then I also, I also really like the Saints. I think that they're probably the team that's going to actually wind up with home field advantage throughout the playoffs in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really extremely tough place to go play down in New Orleans. It's going to be loud. They want revenge. It, yeah. God help the Rams if they happen to be the team that they're playing in that. It is going to be nuts. But, yeah, to me it's just one of those things where I, I can't really see them. Uh, I don't see anywhere on their schedule that they're, that they're going to trip up. If everyone manages to stay healthy, that's a really built, really well-built team in the NFC. Um, and I don't think maybe San Francisco not quite ready yet. Uh, Jimmy G's not giving me enough confidence in him to, to get the job done. Eventually he's going to have to win a game, and I just don't know that he, he's there yet. Right, exactly. And then uh, I think I think we, we saw, you know, the Bucks are not exactly a good team, and yet they almost beat Seattle in Seattle this weekend. So, like, eh, like, yeah. like New Orleans beat them on the road, right, with Teddy Bridgewater in his first game. So, like, going down into New Orleans and facing Drew Brees, like, Good luck to whoever has to do that. So I'm going to take New Orleans and uh, the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And then uh, if I have to make a pick, I'm just going to, for the hell of it, say that I want New Orleans to win. And maybe Drew Reeves can ride off into the sunset. Um, I mean, it's really hard to argue with that. Um, before I tell you who's actually going to win the Super Bowl, um, <laughs> next year the Super Bowl is in Tampa. Yeah. Pittsburgh will be in that Super Bowl. Mark my words. So with that being said... <laughs> I'm telling you, you heard it here first. It's so funny. Um, AFC, uh, it's really tight. I think there's going to be some shocks in the playoffs. Sure. Um, for me, as long as Mahomes is healthy, um, you have a defense that finally is kind of figuring it out because they're playing really well behind Matt Moore. Um, Casey, Mahomes, he's, he's going to get it done, and we're going to get the Super Bowl that we deserved last year. Uh, Kansas City is going to play New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans is head and shoulders above everyone to me right now. Um, their defense is incredible, and this Drew Brees, Jesus, that team's insane. Um, and I, and truthfully, it really doesn't matter who they play. Uh, it, this Super Bowl is all but the Saints this year. Uh, obviously, you know everything could happen all season, but um, they're my absolute favorites to take it down this year. 
Nice. Um, so that'll wrap it up uh, for us here at Ham and Eggs. Any final thoughts, boys? No, I think we covered the bases. Yeah, I know. That's it. I think, uh, excited for another weekend of trying to figure out who some of these teams are, and I'm sure we'll be more confused next week. It's going to be a fun slate. Uh, check out an article we're going to have Sunday morning. Um, we're going to pinpoint all the games, tell you who's going to win, and uh, make some money, and that'll wrap it up. Thank you. Yep.